Hey there, Ramble Force. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Ramble, episode 38, with myself, Chris Gamble, and my co-host in Houston, Texas, JJ Cannon. What's happening, my good friend? How are you? I'm very good. I'm back to my familiar surroundings, back in the truck. You, Busy week. You, um, that looks like an upgrade, man. You, you, what you got going on over there? Oh, man. I have a different truck every week. I, I need a different size truck this week. I was moving loads of Lutron shades and uh, what else do I have? I've got a mountain full of speakers in the back uh, uh, for delivery number two tomorrow. Dude, I'm so excited. I mean, speaking of speakers, we have an excellent show today. I mean, and, and I mean, it's people please stay tuned it's an incredible show we have some special releases that we're talking about today but before we get into it you know my i had an incredible weekend gamble i mean it was great to be hanging out with the family it was actually a bank holiday for us and so it's pretty cool we went and watched some college volleyball uh down the road went to u of h and lsu just knocked them out it, it wasn't it, it wasn't great for u of h this weekend it actually it was pretty bad college weekend for u of h but <laughs> you know it was fun to get the kids out how about yourself yeah last weekend of the school holidays so kids are back to school tomorrow so there's a lot of unhappy faces in my house uh, people under under 18 years old are very grumpy but me and mom are, are excited <laughs> for the schools to go back Fine. um but yeah just just a family weekend again so nothing nothing too exciting man yeah, well, other Not than like that this hot, episode. You got that hot tub. Well, yeah, that's that's a private, a <laughs> private one. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll talk about that later. But uh, all right, man, you ready to get into this? Oh, can't wait! This is a big, big episode. I don't know how I've managed to keep my mouth shut on social media for the last six, seven days, but I'm so happy to get into this episode. All right, hey, you know what? I'm JJ Cannon, CEO of Digital Delight. So excited that you guys joined us. And this is Chris Gamble with Customize over in the UK. And thank you for joining us. Let's get into it, Mike. All right. Joining us today, we got two incredible guests that are joining us on Skype. This is something new that we have not done in the past. But, fellas, would you please introduce yourselves? What's going on, JJ? Thanks for having us on, Chris, JJ. My name is JT, so we're, we've got the initial things going on here. My name is JT Pruitt. I am a territory trainer for Sonos, so I work directly with the Sonos team in the, uh, out in the field. So sometimes you may see me in stores, whether it's educational, uh, working with dealers, or just really answering some of those friendly questions that you may have. Super excited to be on. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, uh, Brian Yakel here, uh, JT's counterpart based up in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, yes, it is cold, um, but family, friends, uh, all sorts of good stuff up here. So that's, that's why I'm here. Also a territory trainer at Sonos, focused on education, training, anything that we can do to, uh, share the, the Sonos, the good news of Sonos. Well, we really appreciate you both joining us and taking time out of your day. And we're excited about what we're going to talk about in a few minutes. And uh, But tell us about Sonos. You know, we expect everybody's heard of it, but time and time again, I go into customers' homes and they say, what's this music system you're, you're, you're specifying, Chris? What's, what's this brand you keep talking about as if I know what it is? So 
we know it as one of the coolest companies on the planet, but if one of you or both of you can give us a little intro into Sonos and a little bit of the background of the company as well, please. Yeah, happy to do that, Chris. So uh, Sonos has actually been around a lot longer than I think people know. Um, now, we didn't start shipping products until a little bit later. In fact, the first product didn't come out until 2005. But Sonos actually was founded in 2002. So we've been around for 17 years. Uh, we had four founders. Um, I'll, I'll leave the, the names. You can go Google. I don't want to call them out here just because uh, um, it's easy to find that information. But more importantly, we actually shipped our first product um, back in 2005 at CES which was basically kind of a bundled solution with a hard controller, uh, an amplifier for passive speakers, and really kind of gave uh, customers the first forte into that digital audio space. You know, our goal at Sonos is to fill homes with music, and we want to do that with simplicity, with great sound quality, and really just something that's super easy to use. And as you guys know, back in um, in 2005, there wasn't a whole lot of streaming service options, so we really kind of uh, hedged our bets of the future of digital audio, and we're super thankful for the, you know, the founders of the company just because they saw that vision very early on. And as you guys know now, we have over 100 music services that tie into Sonos globally, um, and we've shipped quite a few products um, since that time. So, you know, I, I, JT can speak to this as well, but I think when we really, really saw a huge paradigm shift at Sonos was when we launched our original, uh, you guys probably remember the S5 back in 2009, you know, that was kind of the, the first all-in-one product for us. And that's what really kind of uh, got rid of some of the complexities of passive speakers and speaker wire and amplification, just to having it wrapped all in one nice yeah. little neat package. It had a handle on the back, and it just opened up the, the door for people to want to listen to, to music. And those, those products are still around. I still see these original products in use. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I even see some of the touch screens. I still see the, the controller out there on the wild and whenever we've we've put a picture on social media saying you know customers asked us to get rid of a few of these they sell quicker than <laughs> you know rare jewels you know they're just a rare painting they just go within minutes when we put them yeah. on, a, on our ebay store yeah absolutely and we've had uh you know you guys have probably have seen this but you know we've we've publicly stated we'd love to see products in the wild for a minimum of 10 years when we launch them and what that means is that they get software updates they get better over time um they really just you know continue to live because we really believe in the value of high quality hardware and then really driving the experience through software and we have an amazing team of software engineers as well as hardware engineers but the amount of time and research and development and testing, um, you know, employees often, you know, we get to be a part of a beta pool and get products quite a few months in advance just to help work out the kinks and just kind of yep. see how we can make those improvements. Um, you know, JT, I know uh, you talked about it a little bit earlier, but maybe just give them a sense about um, one of the updates that we did as an example on AMP just recently with some improved power. Yeah, I know uh, this was one of the questions, and I think Brian just uh, threw a softball at me, and we're going to skip ahead. Uh, but Brian Brian talked about, you know, some of these software updates that we've had. I'll, I'll kind of go back and mention that, you know, Play Bar, for example, Brian talked about the Play 5 and uh, how instrumental it was for our success. And then Play Bar was also next in that line of our just really changing uh 
the way we thought about doing things. And Play Bar's been out a few years now, and since then it's gone through a lot of different software changes, and specifically in those software changes brings EQ changes. Uh, but to bring it into 2019, uh, we launched the all-new Sonos Amp back uh, late December-ish, somewhere around in there. And um, what we found was we took a lot of feedback from a lot of different people, whether it was customers, dealers, uh, our own employees, and some speakers we were finding it hard to kind of really drive them, even though the amp has crazy power to it, 125 watts per channel into 8 ohms, and when you drop it down into 4, it's 250. But still, it was having some some really sh- hard struggles on maybe a pair of outdoor speakers or a pair of really hard-to-drive rock speakers, for example. Uh, so we took it back to the board and – Sure enough, we started testing that and found that, yeah, this this amp could use a little bit more juice. So on July 9th, we actually uh, sent out a software update that increased the uh, output power of amp by 9 dB, wow. which is a lot. That, that's that's essentially, it's essentially tripling the power. That's impressive. That's like taking it from 10 to 11. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's just – who else does that? And, and that's something that y'all – Normally, if a client wants to take their amp to 11, that means that they have to take that investment that they originally invested in and shelve it and go out and buy another amplifier, but not with Sonos. And that's the coolest thing with Sonos is that they have long shelf life. And so whenever a consumer makes that initial investment, they can pretty much you know, be made aware that it improves with time. And what that yeah. means is through firmware and software updates that are done almost without their awareness. And for this one, is it's huge. What? There's more power just automatically in my amplifier, and now my speakers that sounded good sound even better? I mean, right. that's so impressive. Yeah. Yeah, and to your point, JJ, one of the things we, we announced, uh, I believe it was late last year, was – um, software updates that happen automatically in the background. You know, yeah. we, we got a lot of feedback around, hey, I love the updates and they, you know, they work really well and they add new features, but uh, I'm, you know, it's asking me to do that when I open up my app and right when I want to listen to music. And even though you can skip it, we knew we could kind of go back to the drawing board and make some advancements. So we announced that update, we pushed it out, and now you have the option because we don't want to force you to do anything at Sonos. We want to give you the choice. But you can choose basically four windows within the day that you likely aren't listening to music. And the beauty is we'll just do the update in the background automatically for you. Um, and even better than that, if you're listening to music, we'll never have that update happen during that window. So it'll just wait for the next window. So if you're listening to music, you're having a get-together, we don't want to interrupt that, right? We don't want to kill the vibe of the party or get-together, maybe even just late-night, low, uh, chill, listen to music while you're sipping something so it's a really, really nice feature. So if you're an owner out there or an integrator, take some time to go and dig into that and ask your client or you know maybe yourself, all right, when's the best time for this update to happen? Click that button, and now it's just going to happen automatically. That's cool. Now, guys, you know, Sonos has long shelf lives, and which means that you know the the new product. You don't replace one speaker with another speaker, but what Sonos is so good at is expanding, finding needs, finding places to for improvement, and not necessarily uh, replacing one speaker, exact speaker for 
another speaker just so somebody can buy, but finding a need. And, you know, one of the reasons that y'all are here with us today is that Sonos is actually releasing three new products today. And so let's get into that real quick. And then we're going to also talk about all the other products that Sonos has released in the past year. And as we started counting them, it's just ridiculous uh, of all the different things that they've released because it takes so much time to research to provide a quality product. And, I mean, all through the line, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's we before we started rolling, we were literally counting to see how many it was. And, and I've been with Sonos almost six years, and I can remember a time where we didn't re- we didn't launch – that many products in a given year or even two years and it's been a crazy ride for uh brian and myself for sure uh but today is a big day in sonos's history we've we are announcing uh three different products and i'm so happy you guys are having us on to to talk about them uh the first one i don't have with me right now but it's called the sonos one sl and what we found it you're going to look at this thing and you're going to say wow it looks just like a sonos one and i'm going to tell you you are correct but what we found is um, for example, if you wanted Amazon or Google, for example, and you, you got a Sonos one, maybe you only needed one and you didn't want to do, uh, a Sonos one with two microphones paired with a play bar or in stereo pair. And then if you wanted to, if you did one microphones, you would do two play ones. And while play ones are great, they lack a few things like airplay two, for example, so this new Sonos One SL, what you'll see is it looks just like a Sonos One. It just doesn't have the microphones built into it. You can use, um, you can stereo pair them with a Sonos One. So one Sonos One on the left, one Sonos One or a Sonos One SL on the right, or use them as uh, rears, uh, and only have one microphone in that case. Uh, plus, it does have the new upgraded uh, AirPlay 2 functionality, which is obviously becoming more and more prevalent in the world that we live in. That's super cool. Yes. Yeah, it sounds sounds like a, a timely update. You know, the the new styling. It'd be great to see the, the use of those touch buttons on the top. Yes. I know they're really, really popular with our with our customers. It's still assumed coming in the two standard colors like this Sonos One. Yes, sir. It comes in white and black, just like the Sonos Ones. When you put them next to each other. The only difference that you can physically tell on them is the Sonos One has that little microphone button on the top, where the Sonos One SL, it doesn't. That's cool. And I, I remember I whenever that. I went to uh, to Sonos Corporate uh, a couple of months ago, the attention to detail, to making sure that everything, and, and as well as uh, you know visually, but its functionality and and the 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 testing that Sonos puts their products through is just amazing. Uh, with drop test and heat test and water yeah. test. I mean, it's it's incredible. Yeah, I'll tell you a, a fun story on that, JJ. In fact, we, we found out about this actually a little later um, in the process, but the Sonos One, or I'm sorry, the Sonos Amp as an example, went through some pretty rigorous testing around, you know, how many can you put in a cabinet and how, how much heat can they handle without shutting off and all these different things. And then we found out from some of our, our engineering um, employees at Sonos, they said, yeah, and, you know, we even started doing things like pouring soda down the top of the amp and putting coins in there, right? All the things that maybe a kid might do um, and, 
it, it actually surprisingly lasted through more than we would expect on a product. And it just, it just goes to show that, like you said, we really do value the design, um, you know, even down to the, um, the heat sink on the amplifiers actually basically the structural portion of the inside of the amp, like the chassis of the amplifier is the heat sink. So it's just, it's just some of that really cool stuff that, you know, other than this podcast, are you kind of talking to one of the engineers you would never really know? Wow. And I know Brian is uh, super passionate about this next product, so I'm going to let him uh, kind of take this one over. Yeah, happy to talk about this product. In fact, uh, I just interviewed the guy who really brought this product to, to light, um, and that product here is the Sonos Port. And the Sonos port is essentially a replacement for our current product, the Sonos Connect. As you guys know, we've had the Connect in the lineup for quite some time. Um, in fact, I think it was back in 2000 and, uh, if I'm not mistaken, 2006. So it is, it's been around a long, long time. Um, you know, we redid the name and we did do some architectural, or I'm sorry, some, uh, uh, kind of internal changes back in 2000. I think it was 2008. But, um, yeah, if you're looking at the port, um, you'll notice a couple things. Right off the bat, it's black, right? We know that integrators um, and a lot of these AV uh, companies, right, they're black, right? So we wanted to make it integrate, look beautiful. It's a smaller form factor. But I think what's really important to note is the internal changes. Um, so one of the things that when I uh, did my interview with Benji, and he's actually our principal product manager on our architectural side, he did Brian, a lot of thinking. Brian, yeah. what does that black box do? Uh, I, yeah, I, so I want to I know the internals, but, I mean, our clients are like, man, that's a good-looking black box. Right, what does it do? That's a good call. Uh so this actually takes an audio source from Sonos, right? You'd use that as the source device for your equipment. You're basically your amplified passive speakers. Maybe it's a 70-volt system in a restaurant setup. But this is, in my mind, the best source device to get music to play on an amplified audio system. So that could be a receiver. Like I mentioned, maybe it's a 70-volt system. Um, if you flip it out in the back, there's actually a couple different outputs. We have standard RCA analog audio outs, so that'll plug in any receiver since, gosh, the 70s. Um, and then we also have a digital output with uh, coax, right? We know that field termination is really important. As an integrator, we know there's so many opportunities for you to dial in the right length of cable, the right type of cable. So we actually ended up um, getting rid of optical, and it was just solely based on the fact that uh, terminating fiber in the field is just a lot more challenging, and very few integrators actually terminate fiber out in the field. So not only could we actually, you know, save some costs, but really it was more important about just simplifying, uh, you know, the digital output. So a couple different ways to slice that. And then we also, just like the current Connect, do have an analog audio in, so you have the ability to plug in a record player, a CD player, a cable box, whatever you want to plug in. Um, and more importantly, with that input, actually, we've upgraded the uh, DAC for that input so that we have a much better compression methodology and, and some of the um, software behind it to pump that analog audio into the system and have it be more reliable than the current Connect. So it's a really, really nice improve, uh, improvement on that input. And then last but definitely not least, and I think for the integrators out there, especially or restaurants where you might have an old audio system or 70-volt where you need to trigger it, we've got a 12-volt trigger, boys. So it is here. 
It is live. It is functional. So as soon as that source, you hit play, that 12-volt trigger is going to tell that uh, old-school analog amplifier to turn on. And then when you're done, you hit pause, and eventually when that goes into standby state, it'll go ahead and shut that amplifier off. So, you know, Brian, you talked about from an integrator standpoint, and, and I think all four of us on this call uh, get it. But more importantly, when you're thinking about it from a consumer standpoint, and I, I think about my parents, first of all, and how many remotes do they have? No matter how many times I try to get them to get a Harmony remote, they always go back to using four different remotes, <laughs> and they can never figure it out. Uh, but with this, when they want to listen to music, they've got a, a 7.1 uh, mix between in-wall and in-ceiling system. They can literally open the Sonos app, hit play on that on the Sonos port. It'll turn the receiver on, change the input over, and you are good to go. And they are listening to music. So for, it's, it's, it's all about quicker time to music for us. And I think in the home, in the consumer standpoint, it's also about that quickest way to get music playing. Yeah, that's a great yes. call, JT. Yeah, we we see the the most common requests for the, the his predecessor, the Connect, was the person who was typically a hi-fi enthusiast. They had a, an analog setup. They had an investment in all the, the amps, the sources, the, you know, even down to the, their cables they've invested in. But they wanted to introduce digital streaming to their system. They wanted to have some kind of user interface via their phone. So using the Sonos app, you know, one of the greatest apps, you know, in, in smart home and home tech, it gave them the ability to unleash all their streaming services, Spotify, Apple Music, and and, and, and now AirPlay, AirPlay 2 with with the port. It's it's always been the case. It's when people have a, a good hi-fi setup that they, they come to us asking for, I want to play all the music on the planet, not just my CD collection, you know? Yeah, that's a great call out. And I think, uh, you know, one thing I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about with Port as well is just the, the internal DAC on this for the audio out is substantially upgraded. Um, in fact, it's built on a 32-bit architecture. Now, um, as you guys know with Sonos, we don't support 24 or 32-bit. But one of the beautiful things is that we wanted to build a foundation for whatever future streaming services come down the road. Um, you know, JT and I are definitely audio enthusiasts, and I know for myself, Tidal is all I use at home because it's flack. You know, it's it's that lossless compression, so it sounds amazing. It really gives you that full, rich from low to high, everything in between. And there's a big difference. Um, and if you look at the monthly investment, it's really not that much more to get true CD quality audio streaming. Yeah, that that's what I love is that there's so much flexibility or availability to different streaming services. I mean, people naturally gravitate to to your big names like your Pandoras or your Spotify's, but you, know, you yeah. have your title out there that really gives them the full uh uncompressed audio for those real high-end audio systems so and and y'all have like you started out saying that you have hundreds maybe not hundreds plural but over a hundred streaming services for people to choose from so we've just heard there from two new products but i know listeners to the show will be asking okay i've got my sonos set up all around my house but i want to take my sonos outside of the house what exciting news have you got the third product that you're going to share with us today 
Honestly, guys, I'm getting chills because I can finally talk about it. I've had this thing for so long that I haven't been able to talk about it. And I've been with Sonos six years. I think, Brian, you're almost at seven this at this point. Uh, since we have been with Sonos, there's always been one question. When are you guys going to make a portable speaker? When are you guys going to make a portable speaker? Well, folks, today I am announcing the all-new Sonos Move. Wow. Uh, it is it is a little beastly, so I'm not going to hold it up the whole time I'm talking about it. But the Sonos Move is the first Sonos speaker that is completely portable. And what I mean by that is we know that in your home is such a big deal to listen to music. But when you walk outside to your patio, that's also a big deal to listen to music. I think about myself all the time. I love football. I love being outside. I love listening to music outside. I love grilling. But if I don't have a way to listen to music outside, my life is a little sadder. Uh, so the Sonos Move kind of brings all of that in into one. It's got a charging dock that you sit on top of. Uh, it comes with it inside the box. And inside your home, it works just like any Sonos speaker. You can leave it on the dock. But the beauty of it is you can pick it up and carry it around from room to room if you want or pick it up and take it outside. It does come in only black, so that's a that's a real good call out. It's only going to come in black. It does come with Google Assistant and Amazon Alexa or Madam A uh, built into it while it's on Wi-Fi. Now, the great thing about a portable speaker is if we were just just make a speaker that was portable around your home, I think we would have failed. But uh, we thought of everything with this one, and when you decide to leave your home, there's a button on the back. You switch it from Wi-Fi, and now it goes into Bluetooth, and you're using Sonos on the go. So you're using it at the pool. You're using it at the beach. You're using it on uh, camping trips, whatever you want. It's such a great speaker in the way it sounds. It sounds incredible, but just the flexibility and the usability that we now have from going from inside the home now to outside the home. Hey, JT. You know, yep. one thing one thing that I love about Sonos is that it has it has this calibration capability of like True Play. Oh. You know, I mean, are we losing that ability? And what True Play does is it it maximizes the performance of the speakers in the environment that it's in. I mean, are we losing that? So so JJ and Chris, you guys do True Play every time when you guys do an install. And I know you have customers out there that also do True Play all the time as well. Now, with the Sonos Move, every time you move it, ha, get, get what I said there? In the background, <laughs> the moment you sit it down, it will auto true play itself. What? You won't hear the whoops and loops that you hear when you use a phone, but it will auto true play itself. Huh. No microphone or no phone needed. It automatically does it for you. I like blessing so, the room, though. I mean, blessing the room <laughs> yeah. is great. <laughs> Now, one quick call out for this is I do want to mention it is not turned on uh, out out of the box. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brian. Uh, you do have to go into the settings and enable auto true play, but it's there once it, once you're ready to roll. Yeah, just like anything I mentioned before, we want to give you choice. So during the setup process, we essentially ask you if you want to enable that or not. Uh, as you guys know, it'll enable the microphone. Um, the beauty is that even though the microphone will be on, that's not tied to any voice assistant out of the box. Obviously, we don't have your account credentials. So, yeah, it's just a simple way to to turn that tuning on, and it does. It's it's magical when you bring it from outside to inside and just different rooms of your house because you're you're not having to do anything. It's just all automatic. And the great thing about so the Sonos, go ahead. I was just interested in the the portability of it. it you said it was quite a heavy item. 
is it is it tough enough to you know to go on the on the deck to go on the on the grass to go on the sand what What's the what's the bottom of it like? What, how is it going to handle all this in and out of the home? Like sand um, in the grill journey. and, <laughs> you know. Great question. Uh, the bottom is actually pretty durable. It's actually, um, I don't know the exact material, and Brian, you could probably say what it is, but it's a type of a rubber material. The battery is on the bottom. Um, so we, we talked about testing earlier, and this is the product that we tested the most of uh just from a portability standpoint it had to be able to withstand everything whether it was dropping it rain water uh, i think everything except submergent so just don't drop this in the pool and you're gonna be <laughs> okay yeah and if, if you guys want to get technical i believe uh that that we're shooting and i believe we passed an ip56 rating so it like jt said everything short of submersion and we chose to do that really for sound quality. Once you start getting into the um, IP57, 7 is basically the indicator of uh, how long it can be submerged underwater. And we didn't think for, you know, not too many people are going to take their $400 speaker and start tossing it in the pool and see how long, <laughs> how long it lasts, right? So, um, yeah, happy to say that it is definitely... Uh, you could essentially hose this thing down to clean it off when you bring it back inside, and it's it's meant to last. How long is the battery okay. life on this? That was going to be my next uh, talking point. So the battery life is uh, with Wi-Fi on, with voice assistance on, and both of those things take a lot more power than Bluetooth does. And listening at a comfortable volume, it's about ten hours. What? So when you when you when you take the voice off and then you, you go into Bluetooth and still listening at a comfortable level, the battery life does go up a little bit. But uh, we want to go ahead and say you know the toughest is to run Wi-Fi and to run voice assistance at a comfortable level about ten hours. That's a That's full really day. Good. That's really good. Yeah. No. Um. This is this is the big product. This is the one that I'm excited for our audience to hear about because it was the biggest gap in the yeah. Sonos. Yeah product family it's the one that if you go on any forums just <laughs> continuously see this request for a portable speaker and i'm sure i'm sure sonos fans will dream up a new a new must uh, <laughs> want that they, that they desire but the sonos has always been well supported by accessories whether it's from themselves or from third parties do you do you think you'll see a lot of accessories coming for the for the move I, i'm imagining like some kind of sack or uh you know yeah something like yeah chris i can i can speak to that so we uh we haven't made any final decisions on accessories but you can definitely look for um some stuff down the road that is something we're still just trying to figure out based on research and some of the testing that we're doing you know what are the true use cases you know jt mentioned you know it's it's uh actually a decent amount bigger than a Sonos One. Yep. It is a little bit thinner, um, so it's more of an oval shape. And one of the things that um, I want to call out here is it basically has a really nice wide soundstage. It's about 220 degrees. Mm -hmm. And we did that for a couple reasons. One is generally when you go to the beach, you know, you don't want to be the guy or gal that you're blasting your music and everyone around you has mm -hmm. to hear it, right? You can kind of tone it down by just shifting where it's facing, which we really like that idea. Um, and also the reverb when you're placing it up next to a house, maybe it's while you're grilling and you set it on top of the of the deck or anything like that. 
you're really wanting to kind of, you know, uh, in a sense, kind of beam form that direction of audio. So it's a really good way to kind of dial that in. Um, but to get back, it's, it's about six and a half pounds. So it's, it's got a little weight to it. So we're really, you know, like you, JT said, think about this, you pick it up, you set it outside, you leave it there. And the nice thing about the weight is that you're not going to just accidentally bump it and knock it over that easily. It, it takes a little bit of force. So it is, it's a beefy speaker, um, for a lot of different reasons and really more or less just the output of sound. That's really where that weight comes from. Um, it's got a user replaceable battery, which I think is awesome because we all know at some point battery degradation is just a thing. We haven't reached the technology that allows us to put batteries that last forever. Um, but we're pretty comfortable to say that, you know, three, four, five years of, of average use on this thing, you're easily going to be able to get that out of this battery and then you'll be able to replace it yourself instead of having to, you know, bring it into some specific service shop. It's two screws and about five minutes later and you've got a new battery. Cool. You mentioned the price at four hundred dollars, like three three hundred ninety nine dollars. What's the price on the other two products that you've shared with us there? Oh man, I can't believe we forgot that. The Sonos One SL is one seventy nine ninety nine retail, uh, and the Sonos Port is also going to be three ninety nine. Okay, perfect. Very, very good. And let me ask you real quick, guys: Is this a standalone? Is the Move a standalone, or can you incorporate it? with your whole house system and then or, or is it just a standalone piece is it a single piece can you put two together it you know great question a little bit on that so so just like every other sonos piece in the ecosystem they can all work together they can all group together so that's a great feature uh from a stereo pairing scenario absolutely you can take two of these bad boys put them in stereo and have a true left and a true right um from a home theater perspective, we are not allowing them to pair with a play bar or a beam or a play base for that matter for rears just because it's a it's meant to be a portable speaker. So you pick it up and take it, and the last thing you want is to have it in some sort of 5.1 configuration and somebody walk outside with the left rear channel. And, and can I plug this into our car charger and charge it in the vehicle, or do I have to go home and sit it on a base at the house? So I don't know if you can see it on the camera here, but it does have a USB-C. Okay. Uh, so you can plug it directly into a USB-C adapter. I know for us, uh, uh, when we start carrying these things around and you know going to show them off on demos, we might utilize uh, a portable USB-C adapter into a car. Or, uh, even when I take it, uh, yeah, I can plug my MacBook charger into it. So you're not limited to just that. Uh, docking cradle because if you do want to travel with this i don't know how many people want to travel with that docking cradle just make sure you have a USB-C. yeah yeah and to call out uh it does support um USB-C power delivery or pd so that's a very familiar term for a lot of us you know macbook users or um basically it's a two-way communication so we get the maximum voltage that it can be charged with on those adapters like JT was mentioning. So I would encourage if you're going to get some sort of adapter with the move to look for uh, one that supports PD because then you can get some um, some more power to it more quickly and it uh, it charges very, very fast for, for what it is. Okay, so just uh, to fill in all the blanks for people with Sonos, Let's do it between the four of us. Let's, let's shout out all the products, starting from the entry level, the play one. I'll, I'll take that one, the play one. Who, what's up next? 
The one SL that comes in next. Yep, one SL. Mm-hmm. And then play five. Yeah, so the Sonos one, uh, I, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Now we've got we've the Sonos got... Move. Sonos it. Move. So that's all your speakers. Then you've got your TV products. So you've got your Beam. Yep, Play Bar. Sonos Playbase. Sonos Play Amp. And the yep. Sonos Amp. Absolutely. Yeah. Then we've got the port, and we've got put the heaviest speaker, probably the, the sub. Yeah. But, yes. But you also have the Sonos by Sonance speakers for the in-ceiling, in-wall, and outdoor that are specifically designed to couple beautifully with the Sonos Amp. Yeah, that's our architectural series. So, yeah, just a passive speaker. Uh, you can use that with any amplifier, but as you mentioned, JJ, one of the beauties of par- partnering that with our Sonos amp is that for the indoor stuff, the in-ceiling and in-wall, you get the true play access, which is a, a game changer, especially for you know maybe some older homes that have some really different architectural setups and pitch ceilings or you know kind of weird attic scenarios. And then the outdoor, uh, which are a little bit more expensive but absolutely worth it, would allow us to use a custom DSP to really unlock that great sound for the outdoor spaces. It's incredible. Now, so we've not got many, not got many gaps now, and I can't think of a gap. Um, if any customers I go to visit now, I can, I'll have a speaker solution, an audio solution for every scenario they throw at me. Now, one of the reasons we brought you on the show is also because it's the the build-up to the Cedia Expo, which is happening from September 10th to the 14th. So we're only a week away from that. For JJ and myself, it will be an, a chance for us to see up close these new products and all the other products, plus speak to all the knowledgeable staff at the Expo. So tell us a little bit about what you're going to get up to the Expo. I know you're a regular there and a very popular fixture in the, in the, Cedia, in the Cedia Expo. Tell us a little bit more. Yeah, so we, we are going to be at Cedia. We'll be in booth 513, so 513. Come and see us. Uh, we'd love to show you the new product and kind of give you that demo experience of all the different use cases and scenarios that JT was mentioning with the move. Uh, we'll have plenty of them to kind of get your hands on, touch and feel, um, not only listen to it. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of noise. So we're we're going to try to give you the best demo possible. Uh, we will absolutely have um, the all-new Sonos port as well as part of that demo experience. So, yeah, it's in uh, kind of the quadrant A. If you walk through the F entrance and you take a left and you go down to the A chunk, we're, um, we're actually right next to, uh, I believe, Samsung and the Legrand booth or Legrand booth. So, um, yeah, come and see us. Um, and then... Um, the training sessions, I know you guys were, were interested in kind of what our thinking is there. And every CDO, we want to give a chance to maybe a newer integrator or um, even experienced integrators who want to learn more about Sonos. So we have four different sessions coming up at CDO. Uh, the first is actually Thursday, the 12th. And that is going to be from 10 to 1130 in room 3C. That is our basically product and software update presentation. That's going to dive into the new products, some of the new software changes, and just kind of a great general, hey, if I know a lot about Sonos, but I need to get a quick download and all the new stuff, that is the training to be at. Um, In that same room, room 3C, on Thursday the 12th at 2 p.m., 
That'll go till 3.30 is our Sonos technical training, which is actually one that I'll be leading. So super stoked to be there. That is going to be a deep dive of, you know, basic networking tips and tricks to, you know, what are our firm recommendations on wiring when you put, put a new, maybe a larger Sonos system in place. And then I think even honestly, more importantly, is um, we're going to leave plenty of time at the end for a wide open Q&A with not only myself, um, another trainer, Mark, that's going to be there, but we're also going to have Braymar from our um, customer care team. He's actually a senior customer care agent who has plethora of experience with um you know troubleshooting systems and digging in so if you guys kind of find those common themes that you might run into challenges with maybe it's a managed switch as an example uh braymar will be there for additional support and be able to answer questions as well and then the last two we got a friday session from 10 to 11 30 that is just a basic sonos 101 so if you're new to sonos you have no idea really what it is or just kind of want to learn everything about the whole portfolio. That's from 10 to 11.30. Um, same room for all these 3C. And then last but not least is going to be Friday in the afternoon from 2 to 3.30 is the same presentation that we're doing on Thursday, the product uh, software updates. So not only product updates, but software updates. So yeah, tons and tons of training opportunities to learn more about Sonos and ask questions. Well, I think that's that's great that you're making time as well to listen to the to the integrators from around the globe because it does does gather an audience from from all four corners of the world, and you know your booth is always a hands-on booth. There's always loads to do, lots of staff. So take the time if you're an integrator and learn more about the Sonos products because I know people give it quite a bit of heat in our in the professional channel. Um, so. I think you should just get involved. You've got some amazing products now available. The new port and the new amp for the integrator are, for me, best best in class um, with, with the features they're offering. Yeah, and absolutely. And that's one thing that I want to stress to, to our audience that are users of the products, consumers of the products, is that there is trained professionals technology professionals out there that are educated on how to maximize the performance as well as the insta installation of the Sonos products uh, that invest their time to go to these types of expos as well as go to the trainings of manufacturers like what Sonos is providing so that they can truly create the experience that's right for you. And what's cool is that you can call in a, a professional, a home technology professional, and, and, and paint a picture of what you want designed in your house. Set expectations of what maybe challenges or pain points that you've might had in your home. And a lot of, most of the people in our industry go to this Cedia Expo. And if you are in the industry and you're listening to the show, I highly encourage you to go to the Cedia Expo and, and participate in, in, one, the expo itself with all the manufacturers, but also in the training courses that CDA has to offer because it's truly, it's been impactful for my business over, goodness, I think I became a CDA member back in 2004. But over the past 15 years, it's been truly impactful to, to help me be a better business manager, but also to understand how to professionally install products and maximize it for our, for our clients. And so, you know, I want to encourage clients, one, seek out maybe a CDA member uh, or a CDA affiliate 
as well as uh, installers that are listening to, to take some of these extra courses uh, so that it can help benefit your business. And guys, I pre- really appreciate y'all investing in the home technology professionals so that we can provide a super quality product to, to homeowners that they can use for, for many, many years, not, not here today, gone tomorrow, but something that is, they truly see a return on that investment. So thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah, JJ, thanks for having us, man. We really appreciate and Chris uh, being here on the show, uh, talking about the new products. And like you said, we, we want to make a product that's great for the integrator that you can go in and install with confidence, not having to worry about it failing and breaking all the time. And really for the end user out there to have the easiest way to get music anywhere or everywhere in your home, including outside easily now. So yeah, super excited to, uh, to get these products in the wild. Yeah, and I, I just want to echo. We talked about the 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 CDA members and going out and really taking advantage of those trainings. But also from a consumer side, pay attention. Go onto Twitter and search CEA, uh, uh, CDA Expo 2019 and just follow some of the trends that people are talking about. You may find some really cool products out there that you didn't even know existed. That's a great point. Right, a couple of quick fire questions. One, this is one that's come from one of our audience and it popped up when we talked about Sonos in the past. They started getting a message on their screen saying that the ability to uh, play music from their iPhone was going to be turned off and it's, it now seems to have been turned off. Any reason for that? Just a quick answer on that, guys. Yeah, you know, in the, in the simplest form, uh, Chris, we, what, we, what we found out is basically the newest version of iOS has a different standard for when the product goes to sleep. And unfortunately, due to that update, um, streaming directly from the internal memory on your iOS device has uh, has really put some restrictions on how reliable that experience is. So in a nutshell, um, it was really never the most reliable experience, just as you guys know as integrators, the further you get away from an access point, the weaker the signal is and the more compression is involved, and especially if you're streaming to more than one room. It was really never a great solution to begin with. It was one of those that we wanted to provide as a, as a solution because it was available. But the, yeah, as I mentioned, the latest updates have made that really challenging and honestly to the point that it's just it's not a good experience anymore. So we instead have encouraged customers with a streaming service. If you don't want to use a streaming service and pay for that monthly, you can actually upload your content um, to a computer and still utilize that as a, a hard device in the house or maybe a NAS drive is another great solution. But now with AirPlay 2 on almost our entire portfolio after the 1SL um, essentially will eventually replace the, the Play 1, that's going to be the entire lineup that really supports the um, uh, nearly the entire lineup that supports AirPlay 2. So there's quite a few different ways to be able to do what you want to do on Sonos. Yeah, Air, AirPlay is something that we're introducing our clients to when we're doing handovers, getting them used to you know, using music from other apps that they might not be able to access through the Sonos app. So AirPlay 2, big fan of it in, in our in our customer base. So next question, probably for all four of us, I'll start it off. So we now have Google Assistant and Madam A available on our Sonos systems. Who do you use to control your system? I'm using Madam A in our house. Brian? 
Uh, I've actually got both. Uh, okay. My upper two levels are are uh, our Google Assistant, and downstairs is Madam A. And you know, for me, I actually find that there's kind of there's really benefits to both, right? Neither one of them are are perfect. I don't think in anybody's mind, you know, the voice assistant experience is there's still things to be worked out. But overall, I really really enjoy the experience. And for me, um, my favorite feature is um, I've actually got a um, a Nest doorbell, and that actually announces the name. That is facial recognition. It announces the name of who's at my front door on all of my Google products. And since I kind of live in the main level and upstairs the most, I figured that that'd be the best solution, and it's awesome. JT, I, I gotta go with uh, I gotta echo Brian, and it, and it's both. Uh, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, we do a lot of testing. Um, so for us specifically, we were using Google way before it launched uh, on Sonos. But uh, my wife doesn't really care for Google Assistant. She would rather u- utilize Madam A. So I have a mixture of Sonos Ones uh, as well as some other devices in the house that uh, I have Google and Amazon on them. And finally, JJ? Yeah, we use both. Uh, my wife, uh, we have... Uh, an echo show there in the kitchen and my wife loves using that uh, we have a ring doorbell on the front and so it, it rings in but with the uh, 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 echo show we can use that voice assistance to control our sonos system but my girls they have a sonos uh, sonos one in their bedroom and they love using google assistance in, in the bedroom over over madame a and so it, it and so it's a little bit of both and it's just it's I, I kinda like it because you can cater to what yeah. be, better fits, you know, the person that's using it. Yeah, and you know, fun fact for listeners and integrators out there, if you guys don't know, those work together on the same platform, you know, down to the the system level. So if you start music with Amazon in one room, you can actually ask uh, Google what's playing in that room and it knows all of that information. So it's a it's a true platform integration. It's not just another skill or tie into to the Google Assistant. It's a it's a true integration baked into the Sonos experience. And we also support Siri with iOS devices. So if there's AirPlay 2 compatibility, you can actually tell um, your your iPhone, as an example, to start streaming music in your master bathroom if you've got a AirPlay 2 enabled speaker, and it'll all happen magically. So it's uh, uh, all three major voice service integrations. Well, that that brings up a a scenario where I think Sonos is is a valid user interface with voice of your smart home. I think it's an attractive tabletop speaker that obviously delivers great music, but it's also that interface to your lights, your doorbell we talked about, your, your cameras, um, you know, your climate control, your blinds. So people, you, you sometimes see the doubling up. You see a dot or a, a mini <laughs> yeah. and yeah. Sonos speakers. And I'm try- I try to, you know, consolidate for customers. You've got too many things on the countertop. We can give you one and it will sound better and it will still do all the... the the commands that you ask it. So Sonos is a valid user interface for, for the smart home. Yeah. So that, 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 talk- that's, that's something that, you know, to our listeners or consumers in particular, it sounds confusing 
you know, and, and they're, they're trying to figure out how do I, you know, this is what I want. How do I incorporate this into my life? I mean, this is something that I really want. And friends, you know, you, if you listen to our past shows, if you don't know, find a home tech pro, find somebody that can help you and provide this assistance. And they we're home technology professionals, uh, small commercial professionals are all over the internet. Uh, and, and if you do simple searches on Google in your area, or if you look on Facebook or Instagram, you will really see some guys start to percolate up that, that you might want to call in to help you with some of these easy to, to resolve solutions, but it can sound, it can sound, you know, a little bit, uh, much, but with a professional, they can definitely come in and help you with some of these simple tasks to make it easy for you. Sorry about that, Gamble. Nice. Sonos are well known for collaborations over the years. And most recently, we saw the, the awesome Beastie Boy Play 5. <laughs> and we saw the, the very color-coordinated speakers, the, the ones done by Hey Design. Now, a bigger collaboration has just taken place and is launched and is out there and i'm seeing it on billboards across the streets of london and that's the collaboration between sonos and ikea and we see two more new products in the sonos family tell us what just initial impacts what the speakers are and uh you know maybe if there's any more collaborations coming up yeah, I mean, the IKEA thing has been uh, really awesome to see something come to life, you know, c- kind of go from scratch to to what it is now. But you think of IKEA and you think of their design aspect, and we wanted to be able to help design a speaker that kind of fell into the background of a home. So there's two products. One is a lamp uh, that has a speaker inside of it. So, you know, it's a bedside lamp. Maybe you have a play bar in your bedroom or a beam and you've got two of the Ikea lamps. Well, now you actually have a 5.0 because you can put them in as, as rears. Uh, the other one is a, uh, almost like a bookshelf. It fits into side inside one of their Ikea larger bookcases. Um, and it's a hundred dollars and it sounds awesome uh for getting someone into sonos and when you think about sonos and how we talk about it uh sonos wants to be a part of anybody's audio journey from the moment they start to the moment that they end and what i mean by that is they could be a 20 year old college student that starts with a uh bookshelf from ikea or a play one and then maybe in their 50s by the time that they're rich and famous and they have all this extra income, they can get whatever hi-fi system they want and now throw a Sonos port on top of that to really be inside of that ecosystem at all time. Uh, in terms of future partnerships, what I will say, I can't speak a lot of what's going on in the background, but what I will say is uh, now more than ever, uh, about a year ago, we we launched our Works with Sonos par- uh, platform uh, as well as our open API, and things have really started changing rapidly. If you asked me five years ago, uh, how did I control Sonos? There was only one way. It was through the Sonos app. And now we have all these different things, whether it's integration with Lutron um, or direct control from Spotify. It's uh, The partnership platform is really growing, and it's really, really awesome to see. You know, you, you were talking about from start to end, and my daughters are, you know, I have a 10-year-old daughter, and they absolutely love their Sonos One, and it was a perfect Christmas gift for them, uh, and, and they love using that voice control, but also uh, the quality of music that, that it provides them. I, I wish I had one as, as a kiddo, but it makes a great holiday gift, no doubt about it. 
JJ, how many times have you heard the Taylor Swift album in the past week? Unfortunately, too many times. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. <laughs> He's heard all the songs. All of all of the songs. I've heard all of them. All right, so do y'all have a particular favorite Sonos scenario that y'all'd like to share briefly with our with our audience, or maybe something you have set up there at your at your house that might be unique and and maybe uh, create some ideas for our listeners that you know maybe they they might want to Im- implement in their home. Yeah, I, I think when you talk about scenarios, and this one gets overlooked a lot, in my opinion. And it's probably my favorite feature that we have here at Sonos. And that's the ability to take a TV sound, TV audio, and stream it to another room. I mentioned earlier that I love football. I live in the South. I live in Atlanta. So I'm in the middle of SEC country. And I love football. But I also love to entertain. And where does everybody congregate when you're entertaining? They always congregate in the kitchen. That's where either kitchen or backyard. So if we're watching football, I want to be able to take that TV audio and stream it to my kitchen or stream it to my Sonos Move that's outside now. I can group whatever's playing with um, – so what, let's say in my living room, for example, I have a Play Bar 5.1. I've got a stereo pair of Sonos Ones in my kitchen, and now I have a Sonos Move outside. I can literally group all three of those rooms together, you know, the play bar being the main controlled room. And now I'm getting TV sound on all three of those rooms at different volumes if I wanted to. To me, that's the most underutilized feature. Uh, and you know what? And, and, and that is so impactful that in the past was a huge problem that I feel that Sonos has solved is that you, if the home run is hit – you hear it at the same time. Right. The no people sink. are not cheering in the kitchen, and then the pat- guys out on the patio are like, what happened? It's <laughs> yeah. the same in all environments, Everything. which used to be a major problem in whole house audio distribution. The sink yeah. is is really, really timely. Um, it's, it's by far, I tell everybody who I scream at the mountaintops about about this feature because I'm so passionate about it and anybody that asks me you know what's something cool about Sonos that's my go-to yeah 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 I think for me JJ uh, there's a couple of them but one of the things that I really enjoy is you know downstairs I've kind of always you know we've always as audio guys we wanted some sort of two-channel setup for music listening um, for me and I think a lot of people out there as well they also you know, every so often, maybe want to watch a movie or TV uh, of some sort on that same scenario. And before, you've got to, it's got to be somewhat complex, right? You got to get a receiver, you got to get, you deal with multiple inputs and all this other stuff. For me, I actually tore out um, a bunch of other equipment. And now I'm down to two amplifiers, one powering my front left and right, which actually also drives what we consider a phantom center. So based on the image of that stereo speaker, you have a really crisp, clean you know, dialogue and all that center channel information doesn't get lost, but there's no physical speaker sitting on the tabletop. So my wife was happy. She she has a, an interior design degree. And one of the things is she's like, I don't know that I want a giant speaker on this you know, TV credenza in the basement. I was like, well, when we launched the amp, it was the perfect reason to say, hey, let's compromise. I get my tower speakers. You get no center channel. And then I've got that additional amp powering my um, uh, in-ceiling speakers for my rears. So I actually have 
a 5.1 setup really with four speakers and a sub. So when I want to listen to two-channel audio, I get the beautiful sound of two-channel audio. But when I turn on the TV, now I get all the benefits of a surround sound system with less equipment kind of cluttering the space. And as you guys have seen, our amplifier is not very big. I've got them stacked one on top of the other. It takes up very little room in the cabinet, and it sounds amazing. In fact, we just watched a movie last night. Um, the uh, Detective Pikachu movie, my boys were all about it. They're like, yeah, this, this, we, we got to watch this, Dad. And it was, it was actually pretty good. I'll <laughs> give a little credit. But, um, yeah, just I, I love that feature. And to JT's point, when I have Super Bowl or any other you know, big game on on Sunday, I can just group that together with the entire rest of the house, and everyone can hear what's going on. You know, this is the, the scenario you, you described there was the shrinking of the amount of equipment needed to still deliver fantastic audio and, and visual experiences. And this is why professionals at the expo need to visit the Sonos booth. They need to understand that there are less is more options available. If you are replacing equipment and, and in 2019 and 2020 and beyond, making long-term audio choices for your customers you need to get fully in tune with the sonos products don't dismiss it like you maybe have in the past the products are built for our channel you know they're designing products now for us the amp was that indication the port is another clear sign of, of products for performance so remind us again guys the booth quadrant a what was the booth number at cedia uh, it's 513. So you'll see us. We'll be next to uh, Samsung and Legrand. We're yep. going to be coming. JJ, we're going to be hanging out there a lot, aren't we? <laughs> oh, yeah. No doubt about it. We're going to be there and uh, super excited to be a part of you know the CDA Expo again, as well as all the fantastic manufacturers that are going to be you know showing their goods and providing our clients with quality product that they can use that that they can truly feel that they've made a good investment in me as an installer as an integration firm and trust that the products that i am representing are truly backed by good manufacturers and you know sonos has been such a huge part of that for us over these past several years i'm, I'm really happy that i brought y'all in uh, as part of one of the lines and one of the top lines you know that digital delight represents uh but definitely one of our fab five uh products that that gamble and i are always talking about in our in our nulls you know, uh, solutions that, that, that we have. So, yeah, no, we see you guys. We, we sincerely appreciate it. I know, uh, the conversations that you guys have had with us and some of the leadership you've spoke with. Um, yeah, we, we can't say thank you enough for the love and yeah, come, come see us at the booth. If you're going to be in this, in, uh, in Cedia this year, we'd love to talk to you. Um, one of the things, JJ, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this JT, you're probably know where I'm going with this. One feature that we actually never really highlighted until I just saw it on social media yesterday for the first time is a in feature that we yeah, and the feature that we introduced a few years ago called press to group. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but yeah, yeah. there it. are so many customers and even integrators out there that have no idea what this is. The the long answer short is if you press and hold the play pause button on any Sonos product that we've ever shipped, 
it will group with whatever active zone is playing, active speaker is playing. And if you have more than one, it'll go to the le- or the uh, the one that was streaming the latest. And then it'll cycle through that if you continue to just lift up, press and hold again. It'll cycle through whatever active streams you have. And then it'll also ungroup that that product from that group as well. So if you're walking through your house and you want to group and ungroup and you may not have your phone with you, just press and hold group that room and then when you walk out press and hold again it'll leave that group and it's one of my favorite features by far so take advantage of that it's it's a software thing that we didn't talk about a whole lot but i'm hoping uh, your listeners now go home and try it out and love it this is what we're talking about this is a product that's software driven this is this is like well we talk about updates to the more power to the amplifier these are little Easter eggs and hidden features, and yeah. there's lots yeah. to discover. You've got to dive into it and learn all the little features, the, the menus in the app. Go into them, turn things on and off, true play, move stuff around. You know, there's so much there available to you as the user of Sonos that you need to just dive deep into it. Guys, it's been great to have you both on the show, and I hope we can we can chat with you again on the show in the future. Brian, we're going to see you at the CDA Expo, and we're gonna we're keeping yeah. our fingers yeah. crossed, JJ, aren't we? We're hoping there's gonna be another hideout because we do like chilling with Sonos after hours as well. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. We we had such a fantastic time at their hideout last year, and and uh, I don't know if there will be one this year, but I'm sure their booth that they have is is just gonna be amazing, and and super excited to hang out with them there for sure as well so guys thank y'all for joining us and uh you know we uh for all of our listeners all next week starting like monday gamble and i is going to be in rare form but he and i we are going to be on the same screen together (laughs) and he's flying all the way in from the uk and i'm flying in from uh, texas we're landing in denver Monday on the 9th and we're getting together all week it's going to be digital ramble fantasticness so please you know like us share us tell everybody next week we're going to be just be blasting incredibleness of awesomeness of tech that you really might want to integrate into your home Uh, but we're going to be dropping it in a way that you can understand uh, of why it's important to have it at your house how can we create an experience that's right for you and if you're an installer we've encouraged uh, over our last couple of shows to hit us up in the dms send us a message if you have a mess if you have something that you want to say to your audience of whatever region that you cover hit us up we want to talk to you we want to share that message with our audience as well and so yeah fellas Thank y'all for spending some time with uh, the Digital Ramble today with Chris and I. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on our show. And uh, next week, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, looking forward to it, guys. I will, uh, I'll see you next week at the show. Thank you. All right, fellas, bring the music up. Here we go. Hey, and if you don't know, find a home tech pro. Every month, the Digital Ramble will receive a regular source of income from supporters who've pledged through Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, having your ongoing support means we spend less time thinking about business and more time creating quality content for you.
customized based in Norfolk, England, are proud sponsors of the Digital Ramble. Check out our all set up services. It's smart home installation with ease. Customize.uk.com. If you're looking to make your basic home smart, check out digitaldelight.com forward slash shop where they have a variety of different smart home technology solutions that help make smart home shopping easy for you. Check out digitaldelight.com forward slash shop.